0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
0: 18 plus. Now look, we all might make stupid bets from time to time, like, say, promising to eat a snake if Sharon Carter was ever discovered as the power broker. And in your case, You can prevent a fate that I have undergone and get some insurance from these winless bets. That's why this week's sponsor on Everything is Super is our friends over at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. The world outside your window may be murky, but in here everything is falcon great as we are capping off falcon and the winter soldier here on post show recaps hello everybody mike bloom here i'm so glad i provided that intro because i've earned a the biggest grimace from the other three members of the panel and i I do say three because uh, we have a special surprise guest who really was not a surprise if you heard us mention his name many many times in the previous podcast but We've got one final thing. We've done six straight weeks of coverage of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's time we wrap this baby up and move on to not only what's coming next for the MCU on television, but also what's next on everything is super because we've got a little bit of time between projects, but we are here to first wrap up Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, of course, let me welcome in the panel first, of course, the great Kevin Mahadeo. Kevin, how are you?
2: I actually appreciate such back-to-back puns. It's very well done, <laughs> sir. I commend you on that Thank you. Yeah, much,
0: like, much like Sam and Bucky went back-to-back and those, yeah. and, you know, through, through just, the Flag Smashers. And we're
2: going to wrap this up in a nice little package for consumable media out there. Maybe some toys. Just get it out. like Yeah,
0: yeah. but the, hopefully those toys won't spoil the end of this podcast like some MCU toys <laughs> tend to do.
2: Labeled right on top, Captain America and yeah, the Winter exactly. Soldier.
0: All right, Latanya Starks, how you doing? You got any toys in your background that spoiled the end of, the, of any series for you?
3: <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> no, and I
3: won't say what I'm thinking uh, when you ask me about that. <laughs> but this is great. It's so great to see all of you. I love it when there are more dudes. Just <laughs> bring
0: them on in. let's just leave that as like the tagline for everything is super i love it when there are more dudes uh because i think that that's probably the highest compliment that will ever be paid to this podcast but of course we are not alone it's not just the three of us this time beaming down from the moon with handfuls of cheese and cheesiness i'm so happy to welcome back the great josh wiggler to everything is super josh hi
1: i leave for six weeks and you're eating a freaking snake! <laughs> <laughs> I leave for six weeks, and you're eating a snake because of what you've done on the podcast. I'm never leaving again.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm, I- I'm back also, on the this podcast, <laughs> and I'm never going away ever again. That's crazy. Hi, everyone! All oh, my sweet friends. <laughs> oh, how I how I've how I've missed you. <laughs> oh. oh, I've missed you all so much.
2: I've heard so much about this person. This Josh oh my Wiggles- God. Lur, I it's, believe is the name.
1: It's me, the power broker. Oh,
2: uh, God. No, it no. <laughs> Well, we did keep reminding <clears <clears viewers, like, you might <clears throat> that guy, Josh, it's, you know? It's just not reminder,
1: sharing. So. It's me, the power broker. Man, wow! I didn't realize
0: Power Broker. I mean, it makes sense. He's coming from Brooklyn, right? Right. Alongside Bucky Barnes.
1: Yeah, clearly the power of Brooklyn. Uh, Power my, Brooklyn
0: Power,
2: yeah. Brooklyn. power, <laughs> Brooklyn. power Brooklyn The Power pa- Brooklyn just sounds I'm like, the a, power like broker. a fitness influencer on Instagram this is Power Brooklyn check it
0: out I'm doing burpees for five straight days <laughs> what, are, what
1: are some of like the quick hit like if I had been here things that would have happened like the Power Broker probably would have been like a recurring thing Probably a uh, lot
0: more singing, even though there yes. weren't that many musical aspects invoked. Uh, no. There was no Agatha all along, really. But I feel like you would. No. If if the pre-show of this podcast is any indication, it would have become much more musical. I in think the I would have done.
1: It was Sharon Carter all along. And I, I probably, didn't realize in our
0: intervening weeks uh, how much Sharon Carter sounds like Aaron Carter.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: who's in the house? I mean. Yes, <laughs> that's what so that was for you. Did the power broker beat Shack? Is that what Sharon Carter was doing in the months that she's been away in mm. Agrippore? I'm not you sure if
2: beat the power broker, you just have to beat Shack. Yeah. Not even necessarily in anything in specific, just anything that comes yeah, that, to that's mind. How, that's
0: how she ascended to power so quickly. She just had to beat <laughs> Shaq. To beat Shaq. Yeah. She's, you're the power <laughs> broker really now.
1: Anything? Did Sharon Carter get summoned to the space jam during the blip? Is my <laughs> question.
0: I saw wow. so that's, that's where Nick that's where Nick Fury's going, right? Yeah. yeah. Isn't Sweet. that where Captain America is? Yeah.
2: Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's, with, he's with the, the monsters. Space Stars. Yeah.
3: In the spaceship. Yeah. Got
2: yeah. it. It's uh right. I saw the so, best tweet about that, which was um after trailer was released, someone's just like, if I could challenge LeBron James to any sport, I perhaps would not choose basketball. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, if you could challenge LeBron James to anything, why would you choose the <laughs> one thing? He is notoriously really, really for good the at challenge, you know? Like, for to make be to things the best,
1: up. you gotta beat the best.
2: This is like that study that showed like there's like a majority of dudes who think that they could beat Serena Williams at tennis. And it's just like what, what
3: nonsense. I love like, it. I love I'm it. so it. glad that like money it. and time went into that study. That sounds
1: yes. like, <laughs> uh, like a very
0: John Walker type of thing, I right? Like, exactly. I, don't, I don't need the super serum, I can do this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: John Walker is great. John, by John the way. me Walker. Unbelievable. Ooh. Yeah.
0: Well, let, let's start talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier proper because Josh, I'm, I'm gonna stay on you here. Of course, we were missing your lovely voice for the past six weeks but i know but i'm not only you- the no, no. Broke yeah <laughs> oh no and he's coming to bedsty where yeah. he belongs <laughs> but, but before we you know you've you've obviously been not only tuned into falcon and the winter soldier and then some considering how much uh coverage you had done it during your time at inverse so yep. let's let's get your overall takes what were through six weeks now that we have this story fully formed and wrapped up quote unquote what were your thoughts about the falcon and the winter soldier as a series
1: yeah there there was so much that i really really liked there was a ton that i loved and then there was stuff that really didn't work for me uh you know kind of highs and lows i think like to like put the the cart before the horse like i imagine falcon and the winter soldier for me is like uh either like high low tier mcu or like mid-pack mcu i haven't like put it on, like, the map for myself. I think that, uh, like, my, my top, uh, my top line item is that, like, clearly the Marvel Cinematic Universe is, like, such a special, uh, cinematic achievement, such, like, a singular cinematic achievement. Um, but when it comes to, like, uh, trying to, like, break new ground in television, Marvel is, like, dusting off some rust. Like, there's still some stuff that Mm. they're just, I don't think they quite understand like structurally about how you make TV and how that experience is different than the experience of making um, movies. Because I think like with their movies, they're making like episodes of a show and that's different. But when when you're then making like episodes of a show where the show is supposed to be an episode within the greater show, like it's just complicated. And I don't know that it like fully, fully works the way that they want. So some like pacing stuff. Um, I'm certainly like, you know, very much of the uh, like the, the galaxy brained opinion of like, clearly a pandemic thing was like cut out of this like something like story was got like it or was it <laughs> you know whatever uh like story like story clearly got like scalpeled out of here like changes were clearly made um somewhere along the way here there are some twists in here that i think are among the worst in the mcu the sharon carter stuff makes actually no sense as far as i'm concerned i really need like uh, like I've heard, like there, there's like some theories of like, well, what if she's, you know, what if she's actually still working with Nick Fury and like this is still like, you know, she's like, she's not a bad person. Like this is actually, like, I
2: don't know. What if she's I, a scroll? You what, know what, what? What if this follow up? Who cares?
1: Right. Well, I mean, I I care because I care. Like, I, 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 I want
0: suppose. this. Suppose I want this be to be more to the person who beats Shack. Thank you very much.
1: But then, but then, like there's like the structural stuff where it's like. Uh, you know, she is revealed as the power broker in the middle of an episode, and then they do the post-credit scene where they're like, the post-credit, like, the mid-credit scene is like, hi, I'm Sharon Carter. I'm the power broker. And then the end credits, the post-credits is, in case you didn't get it before, I'm the power broker. Like it's just like the like the structure of it is just like made
3: no sense to me. I um, didn't get it before though, Josh. It, I needed them to say it two times. It, I didn't it get it twice. I mean it's I just mean, Mike
2: it's, didn't get it the first time and now he has to face consequences. So, so
1: I so I've been meant to understand. Um <laughs> But then there's some things about this show that I think are exceptional. Um mm-hmm. Carl Lumbly for life, um, who I have I have adored him as an actor for a long time. I'm a huge fan of Alias, and he was one of like the central fixtures of that show, and he's such a good character on that show. Um, and like this has like kind of like given me like I-, I feel like I've been like bitten with the bug of like I want to do an alias uh rewatch uh for the first time and it would probably be like 12 years or something crazy like that um he's just so good i think the isaiah bradley character was excellent um i love mackie i really do uh it was great like i was you know so like what my life was like around falcon and the winter soldier because I was waking up at 2.30 in the morning every Friday uh, and turning on the show at like 2.50, 2.55 is like when it's online at Disney Plus. And I'm just annotating. I'm just like note taking furiously. And then when the episode's over, I'm getting uh, the recap up as, as soon as humanly possible. Uh, and so like it's like very much like you're plugged in and like you're just going when you're in that in that mode. And, you know, just like, I'm basically like my process when I'm when I'm note taking an episode of TV or if it was a movie or something is like I'm basically like transcribing the show is sort of like what my notes look like. Um, And something happened while I was in like the middle of the finale that I had this moment where like I I caught that like instantly in my notes, he wasn't Sam, he was Cat. Like, it was just like, I was just like writing Cap, like, just like, by pure, by pure instinct.
0: I mean, the show did that as well. I think, like, as soon as he makes his debut, if you read the subtitles, they put the character's name in as Captain America. Of
1: of course. And, And I think, like, my point there is that, like, the the turn of of mackie of sam as captain america was so instantaneous for me um and just worked so immediately for me that i'm really 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 mega hyped about that moving forward um and his performance just all season long really really blew me away um and sebastian stan too uh the scene of bucky and wakanda and just like the tears in his face like i was crying he was crying we were all crying uh it was it was really beautifully done um so as far as like the falcon and the winter soldier like the characters the actors uh i was i was just so moved by them and so impressed by them and i'm so excited about what they're going to do with them moving forward but like there are also a lot of like wobbly things along the way um that didn't quite land for me and i think like a lot of that is uh is a marvel issue some of it seems to be uh from a creative standpoint lots of complicated uh things surrounding john walker uh and the final landing point that felt so tonally strange to me um yeah i think that you know a lot of word soup uh i would say i i really like if i had to like give it a final grade i'd say like i i'd give it probably like in the b plus range somewhere like B B plus but like my you know I would say like my lowest MCU score is probably like a C C+. so mm-hmm. uh, it's not you know not that bad. Like maybe a C, C minus. I don't know.
2: Is is it that we both saw Thor: to Dark yeah, World and yeah, Incredible Yeah, I mean that would be pretty
1: low. That'd be pretty low. <laughs> well. well. But like, Wait, this, I know. But, but they're like they're outliers, right, Kevin? Yeah, like the, for me, course. like the, they're like really, really like you know like when I'm saying like lower tier or mid tier, I'm still talking about stuff that like nine times out of ten I would choose this over you know so many different things
2: um, universes extended ones or otherwise exactly
0: well during the i know during the wandavision feedback i know that uh kevin you sort of gave your impromptu infinity stones ranking let me try to invoke that again i mean do you have especially now a week away to sort of wrap your mind around the show do you have like an overall assessment of it
2: i mean it's really tough because like part of me does feel like it's it's almost on par with wandavision in different ways like both both shows had a lot of strength and a lot, I think, of weaknesses of what did and didn't work. I think ultimately, Wandavision had more that worked that didn't, and Falcon sort of ended up in the middle. So, like, if we're giving, I think I what did I I ranked Wandavision kind of close to like Iron Man One, right? Like this, like yeah, idea. And you said of, like you
0: said it was a solid four out of six, as I believe yeah. what you said.
2: And I think like that is close to where we are here. Like maybe this is like a three point eight. Um, but I, it just, it's hard to, to break into the upper echelon of the Marvel universe, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and to Josh's point, especially, I think that, you know, yeah, just because you're good at one particular type of medium doesn't mean you're going to be good at the other ones. They take different skill sets just because you can write a novel doesn't mean you can like do a movie, you know, like different media exists for different reasons. There's a lot I don't agree with with Alan Moore when he talks about adaptations of comic books it just ties partially into that when a story is written or being told you're writing it for a specific medium and if you're going to adapt it just because you can do it in one doesn't mean you're going to be ex- excellent at the other and I think for here there's a lot of um there's a lot of stuff that the Marvel the group who did the Marvel Cinematic Universe have to learn like of course there's been Marvel TV but that's been a different group to debatable <laughs> you know success um you know on certain occasions so I do think there's a lot that they're learning. Um, I think the ones that I think are going to be the best are maybe going to be more episodic. Um, is that, yes, episodic? Like, I think Loki might fall into that range. I know what if will fall into that range. And I've, I've been really <laughs> pumped about what if. And I think it, it will hit that note. So I think that's some training wheels they're trying to like, they need to stick on. I think they were just like, you know, we can drive a car. Of course, we can ride a bike. And it's just like, well, I'll put some training wheels on first. And so I think they need to slap those training wheels off to of this bike before going down a hill.
0: Yeah, I mean as someone who can drive a car but may maybe have forgotten to ride a bike, that metaphor really hits home for me personally. <laughs> uh- <laughs> We, we did have some new Falcon and the Winter Soldier content this week, at least not a new episode, but of course, much like WandaVision, we did get the uh, Marvel assembled sort of like behind the scenes docu series about the making of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. LT, I know you watched it. Uh, do you have any takeaways from what you saw over the course of that episode?
3: I love those assembled shows so much. After, uh, watching that one, I immediately like went to go find where I could buy comics. It just mm-hmm. made me. Really want to read some comics, uh, which, you know, is probably, it's capitalism, but also fun, uh, <laughs> capitalism, <laughs> but make it fun. Uh, <laughs> so there's that. They're, they're clearly in this show, uh, talking around the pandemic or kind of about the pandemic. Yeah, and
0: there's, there's this weird section where they said that they were going to film part of it in puerto rico i think that's that's where they were going to film a lot of like the uh the the refugee camp stuff and then puerto rico had an earthquake they were still gonna go and then they had another earthquake and so they said okay let's go to prague and then apparently within like three days of going to prague the pandemic hit and everyone had to yeah. be sent home it shut down for eight months
3: right yeah, That's tough.
0: yeah yeah uh,
3: so that's almost as much as we get in terms of information about that uh, it's just that little bit of a story. But I think it would have been a good opportunity, at, you know, for first of all, for people to get their story straight about whether or not the uh pandemic actually did interrupt filming uh, to, and, and change a storyline. And then for them to, you know, PR the hell out of that and say, this is what happened here, as opposed to being like, nope, everything was great. And we've got great people and Marvel is great. Did you did it? Did you know Marvel's great?
2: You do see um, the outline yeah. of, like, the mouse head, right? Just off to yeah. the corner, just, like, staring at them. You just heard every now and then, like...
0: <laughs> That's right, say that! haha. You know? <laughs> well, it's really interestingly tinged, though, because one thing that I've really loved about Falcon the Winter Soldier as a series is because I do think, to Josh's point, like, some of its more macro-thematic elements, especially when it came to the titular characters, I think were incredibly well done. And so when you see you know, Malcolm Spellman and Kari Scogland and Nate Moore talk about it. It's really cool. And you find out things like, for example, uh, we talked about how, hey, Sam Wilson is uh, not a Louisiana boy initially. Apparently, Mm -hmm. Spellman went to Mackie's background specifically and was like, I want this to feel personal to you. So we're going to include these elements in. I think think that's a really cool idea. And it's clear that there's a lot of thought given to to those specific things, right? They're talking about uh how you know you can't be the same person in every room that you walk in. And I think mm-hmm. Anthony Mackey says directly, uh he was always thought about how does a black man represent a country that does not represent him. Curry Scoglin had a really interesting quote where they were talking about how do you recover from endgame. And she very much said, we have to go from the macro to the micro, right? We had a literal clash of the Titans, the man from Titan himself. Let's go back to something that's a lot smaller. Uh and she said the new hero is really a first responder which I think was incredibly interesting, uh, given also recent events, but this idea of like, alright, this was not exactly a uh, uh, a small bananas type of plot, This, but this is less of a let's save the universe type of thing, and so right. you definitely... I do wonder if
1: like, you know, just like uh, it's something that I've been like churning in my head a little bit, even like as far as like, I know that they did this on Netflix already, but they seem to like not care about anything they did with Marvel TV, but like something that I've been like chewing on is like the new Avenger like is not an Avenger. He's a defender, right? Like, you know, like that is Mm. sort of like, Mm. that is the new captain America's thing is like, he plays defense, not offense in, in many ways. Uh, and I think like, as we're like looking towards like, how do you get out of like sort of like the Avengers of it all? Or like, what do you do next? Um, I think like it sets a tone that I actually really do like quite a bit. I love that first responder idea. I think is uh, a really cool part of why this version of the character um, of, of all the things that didn't work for me here, like, this stuff really worked for me.
2: Well, you have just the, the bigger scope of it, like, you know, to your point, Josh, right? The first first responder versus an Avenger, I guess. Is that, like, let's think about this. Like, yes, it's about to happen again. I don't know why it's been happening so much, but it has been Look at Dragon Ball Z. You can't do that, right? (laughs) Dragon Ball Z's biggest thing is that it always is just like somehow or another, there's always someone tougher. You're going from Frieza to Cell to Boo Mm -hmm. to, you know, Majin Boo to Kit. There's always someone else that's bigger and stronger and you're just like, holy crap. And so it's like this nonstop thing. So you do this build up to Thanos. He's a big bad. He's huge. You've been doing this for like a decade plus to get to this guy and you have a big fight you can't then immediately go and be like, and here's the next big person. Yeah, because a, I think, and then
0: Galactus comes down and right, brings his like, hand down. Yeah, and says, I think you
2: can you now. do that eventually. Sure. But like, I think it makes sense to like, once you do something that big, you have to go a bit small scale. You have to deal with fallouts. You have to deal with like more relatable issues and smaller problems because there's going to be a lot of them. There's, there's going to be your bad guys who are going to be tough. And I think you can have your smaller scale villains is where, the MCU can run with for a while. And I think they're going to, I think they'll thread the stuff to something bigger, something more dangerous, but this makes sense, right? Like you, you have a different, era of heroes, uh, at this moment, you know, um, oh man, a, a new, new rain is what they called it in the comics if that was bad guys, but like, it's that, Wasn't that, that dark
1: rain? You know, dark rain? Dark rain, dark rain, yeah, dark rain, yeah, yeah you're
2: yeah. right. We're going that was,
1: towards that for sure, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Not to be confused with purple rain,
0: which is something completely different. <laughs> That's so good.
1: <laughs> so uh, buh, buh. <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so some other, some other interesting things from Assembled, because they focused a lot on, uh, the visual, Effects And one fun thing that uh, I learned was that as much as we and the Internet at large might have like thrown some some uh, shade at Falcon's costume when he made his debut at Captain America, uh, that cowl that we do not like oh so dearly, that is all CGI, baby. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. Really? They, they said that from an ergonomic perspective, they cannot have designed a physical headpiece that allows him to like move in that certain way that they wanted to, so they had to CGI in. That or part just of his, not of his have headpiece. Yeah,
1: do not have. It. Do you all is not learn from Green, Green Lantern? Tell that's the tell.
2: That's it's like, tell. We, like
1: he, we can't move it in real. Don't do that. Don't no. do that. You know, like, I think
2: a CG costume like Green Lantern should have been enough to be like, oh, well, let's never do that again. Really, right? Like that sort of effect.
0: You know, Everything Iron Iron about that was different, great, but... and you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> There's also also been, been, to LaTanya's point, there's been a lot of interviews that have come out after the series has officially finalized, specifically with Malcolm Spellman and Kari Skoklant. And to be candid, they're a little confusing. (laughs) Very confusing. He's been told to stop saying things. Yeah, I mean, one prominent thing that I can think of is that Malcolm Spellman, I know, had an interview where he said, oh yeah, a major arc has been cut. And we had been talking, Latanya brought this this information in a couple of weeks ago of oh yeah, apparently there was a cut storyline where the Flag Smashers were going to release a virus into the public. Not exactly great for I just you have, know our
1: uh Danny DeVito and Always Sunny, it's a virus uh stuck in my stuck in my head. Uh imagining. Well, un- it.
0: Unfortunately, uh he cannot offer us an egg in these trying times. Egg. It's like an antidote. <laughs> But yeah. then Corey Skoglund has an interview where she flat out says, like, I'm debunking that right now. That never happened. That didn't exist. So I'm a, I'm a little confused, personally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it very, it,
1: it very clearly existed.
3: <laughs> like, it clearly whether, happened. They whether, shut down for eight months. Whether it
1: whether it got filmed or rewritten is another, uh, you know, like, if it got filmed and scrapped and then reshot, or it was written and not filmed yet. And then like revised, but it was definitely, it was definitely there. And like, there's like, there's so much, there's so much that like the vaccine stuff, so much of the flag smasher storyline doesn't make sense. And it feels like something is missing. Um, So like the exact details and the particulars of like what specifically was removed, that will be the subject of urban legend, probably to some extent forever. Um, But like some things there for sure, I mean, we have eyes and brains and can process information, so like it's (laughs) Ah, debatable. Uh, You know, it's pretty clearly that something is there. Uh, Like whether or not like it is something as severe as like they shot like hours and hours of stuff that just like they then chose to like uh, scoop out of the end result. I think is is another question. Uh, I don't know that I'm I'm, like all the way there, but like something was there for sure, hundred percent, and like. How else to explain the fact that that storyline just did not amount to to
2: anything? I'm now imagining the urban legend reboot where someone kills someone else and it's just like, yes, this is the urban legend of the virus storyline that never happened in yeah. Captain America and the Winter Soldier. And that's how yeah. you die. Yeah. particular i'm sad (laughs) i
1: i feel like this is a show like i don't know like if this show is like there's like a degree to which like sam's like is like inspirational he's he's like huge you know and so like we're in the shit times you know and like i would have i would have I would have actually, I think I would have appreciated like new cat, like being like, it's gonna be okay in the middle of like some sort of like virus story. I think I actually yeah. would have been like, oh, thank you. You know, like I think, I think I was, I, I would have been, you know, I think it would have been an inch because so many people are now like trying to figure out like how do you make pandemic fiction, which is terrifying oh god because like the like the delicacy with which this is going to be dealt with is very heavy-handed i think uh but like i feel like maybe there was like a version of this where like it could have been pretty artful and interesting and powerful to deal with like uh that that level of collective misery as well um and like filtered through the lens of a character who's just so great uh in sam i i would have loved it i think whatever happened I th- i think this choice to like Clearly, like, move away from something that was important to the story, you feel that. You feel like something's gone. You don't quite know what it is, but you get this sense that this thing that's been presented to you is not exactly what it was meant to be.
0: Mm. So, on that note, uh, I actually want to bring in a little bit of feedback as well from our great listeners of Everything is Super because Grace B actually had a note to your point, Josh, about while maybe we did not see Sam's empathy when it came to that perspective. Uh, She felt we saw it to a very interesting degree in his fight with Carly in the finale. She says something I was thinking about during the final battle with Sam and Carly is that Sam keeps having empathy for Carly, even when she doesn't deserve any. He even went as far as to say that, quote, I won't fight you. And it made me feel like this is the only reason they made the main villain a woman so that she could get sympathy or the audience would understand why Sam would give her sympathy. I just can't imagine Sam or any hero saying, quote, I won't fight you to a man. A lot in there, but Kevin, do you have any thoughts about what Grace is saying with regards to either Sam's empathy and or perhaps the utilization of Carly as a character?
2: Um yes. I, I think that's interesting. Um, but uh the part that bumps for me is is the second half, right? Like you can't imagine um a male character doing that for another male character, but that did happen. That is Captain America, and the Winter and the Winter Soldier, Soldier. <laughs> like he refuses to fight Bucky. Like that's the whole thing where he's like, "I'm not going to fight you," and like he, you know, Bucky beats the shit out of him. <laughs> but like, you know, then then like, uh, you know, get over it. But I, I think that's interesting. I think that's also what's what's interesting is that that movie sticks out for that reason because I think there is a truism to the idea of like you get sympathy from certain types of people, and um, you know, maybe it's playing towards generalized stereotypes when, when when that's happening but you know sometimes those stereotypes exist for a reason and aren't necessarily misproven when it comes to like how America reacts to how America sees women as like fragile and you know like oh it, it's it's like, that, certain, like, women. Right, certain, right, women like certain women right right like certain women exactly and that's what I was trying to like start to get towards but like you know wasn't gonna hit but like yeah that's my POV and LT I'd definitely like to hear your your point of view on this obviously.
3: Yeah, that I had not thought of that, honestly, Um because partially because of the Captain America and Winter Soldier um part, but also partially because in the whole show, Sam's whole thing has been like, she's a kid, like she's a misguided kid that went through a lot of bad stuff. And it's been empathy like that's. I think that's Sam's biggest Captain America trait is it's a superpower. Yeah, that's a superpower. And so I like the idea of, of him saying, I'm not going to fight you to try to give her an idea of like, there are some people in the world that are good. Like there are some people in the world that you don't have to attack because not everyone is bad. And, and I don't necessarily represent the values that you think I represent. So, it's as much of a give and take of the two characters and their respective arcs, as much as we didn't get to see Aaron Kellyman's arc in the show, um, which would have been really interesting. Again, I love her as a performer and want to see more from her. And I feel like the only two things I've seen her in, um, this and Solo, have had just really tiny parts for her. Um, The same parts, too,
2: which is very funny. The exact same part.
3: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) still haven't um,
1: seen solo so uh, soon soon so, soon, soon, but soon. I, uh, solo soon. It, it is interesting because i'll go from like from carly to that character who i know like people have a lot of thoughts on so uh i i have like no frame of reference for it but i'm excited to check it out because I, I think she at the character was kind of like a fail but i think she was like very clearly just like she's very clearly a very special performer i'm really looking mm-hmm. forward to, to checking out the rest of her work yeah, yeah well,
0: that's I'm really interesting
3: know, the sexism
1: well, let,
0: let's yeah let, let's speak on carly because i know that that torbjorn who a uh, great friend of the podcast a uh, very big defender of, of the flag smasher storyline in particular and so he's written something in there that, that i i would feel i'd be remiss not to read so he said while i certainly won't say the flag smashers are great mcu villains and have issues in terms of underdevelopment, i fundamentally disagree with the notion that they make quote no sense and are bad villains They're clearly defined characters with a clear narrative direction. The main crux of their characters is that they aren't soldiers. They're normal people who happen to take the serum. They take the super soldier serum as a means to radically kickstart their offshoot party to actively fight against the injustices of the GRC in the post-blip world through non-murderous means. Parentheses, this changes over time, of course. Mm -hmm. While that's their clear overall goal, I do wish their specific motivation had been a bit more defined. Uh, parentheses again, they almost got there with the tuberculosis, mamadonia, uh, this might again hint towards that pandemic storyline that may or may not have happened, but still, their arc is defined enough to understand their base level goals. Circling back to my first point, everything involved with them killing people and their reactions are in line and fully explained well in the show's context. Carly's consistently seen as the most zealous of the group and forces them into being killers, something the rest of the group isn't cool with. Even still... Carly feels justified because A, they deserve it, and B, she doesn't see the actual death she causes, whether that's in episode 3 or episode 6. This argument is defeated by Sam in episode 4 during their discussion in showing her very flawed perspective, which she feels is an important antagonist trait, until John ruins the moment. It's also shown to be broken in the killing of Hoskins. They crumble and run after his death because they weren't prepared to see the aftermath of death literally at their hands. I've seen a number of people complain about this, quote, contradiction, but I have always seen it as the point of the Flag Smashers. People who talk a big game and act on it when convenient, but aren't fully the super soldiers the serum had them turn out to be. Uh, in conclusion, while I certainly wish the specific motivations were more defined, the Flag Smashers truly represent a group of revolutionaries that fell onto ultimate power that they didn't know how to use. The contradictions of their actions are exactly the point as people who are figuring out what they're doing as they go. I'll just open up the the floor. Does anyone anyone have any thoughts about that? Do I?
2: <laughs> Do I ever? I mean, I look, I I I I get it. It it just goes right back to like the idea of just like it. They don't make sense. They still. It's not even that like they don't make sense. Just because again, you want to say your goal. Like you know, during during one of those like weird questions of just like what's your what's one thing you would wish for, and your answer is like world peace. Just like, well, what does that mean? Just because their goal is just like, we want to, you know, tackle the injustices caused by the GRC. And it's just like, cool, this organization we're being introduced to right now, we really haven't seen a lot of what the effects of them on a more global scale and what precisely they're actually standing for and what they're doing on a political and socioeconomic scale per, per areas in the world. Yeah, that group? Cool. What does that mean? Like, that's my thing. They don't explain any of the various pieces of what they're trying to do and what they're trying to stand for. Yes, we know they're fighting against a thing. We have their mission statement, but their mission statement has nothing to back it up. Secondly, the idea of like they're not soldiers. Sure, they can say that. Yet these people are somehow standing against the Winter Soldier in a fight. There's no reason they should know that much combat on martial arts. Like Maybe they all happen to go to the same martial arts school for a long time. But this is also a character that fought other super soldiers who were trained soldiers in Captain America Civil War. We saw that flashback in order to retain and restrain them because he, they're, they're that dangerous. So sure, you can say they're not soldiers, but then present that in the material. You can't have these people be expert fighters and also be like, well, they're, they're not soldiers, though there's something so like you lose something there even in that argument and then lastly the idea of the 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 the, like they weren't on the whole death train sure they weren't at first but a certain point when carly murders 157 people in explosion have a town meeting and if you're really against it just be like hey we're not cool with this and also there's one of you and there's the rest of us you're not in charge anymore we're sorry but we're not for that do something like that's my point is like all this stuff is fine to say but, like, it's not presented in the material in a way that I think is is effective or makes sense. Wow, you
3: hate movements
2: i don't hate <laughs> movements i just would like movements to, which is you know, which is ironic more...
1: because uh uh kevin is really really talented at doing the movements from the oa <laughs> i don't know if you've ever seen him oh, no. uh, perform the movements before but it's he's actually really really good it's very if only moving we only to had one,
0: one more person on the podcast then we'd be able to to all do it together right yeah. uh i'll be he all hear his bird from the trills office.
1: when he goes yeah he like does like the ha like he does all like the sounds too it's really really good
0: all right jason isaacs is going to come in and kidnap us all don't talk too much about the OA. Uh, yeah (laughs) so uh (laughs) i want to talk a bit about bucky because i got this uh piece from an interview from malcolm spellman who was basically asked like oh is there is there what's your favorite easter egg and he uses it to essentially say hey there's one thing that you all didn't notice uh and he says uh, this is not an Easter egg, but one thing no one has caught, and it's a failure on our writing, I guess, was when we were taking Bucky on his journey, we felt like the moment in episode 6, where he frees the GRC members, and one of them stops to say, thank you, you saved my life, we always considered that Bucky's first hero moment. That was a huge deal to us, but I have not heard anyone mention it. We were like, that's it. Bucky is on his way to freeing himself from this burden of being the Winter Soldier, now, he gets to go and be a hero for the first time. That's not to say that he hasn't been heroic before, but that's the moment when he allows himself to feel like a hero. Not many people caught that, uh, including us, LaTanya. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This came out of nowhere.
3: Yeah, I I get subtlety, but it has to exist, the point. You know? I I don't see that as being his first hero moment. It might be the first moment where... Yeah, it might be the first moment where the character feels like he's done some good, but he's clearly been doing some good for several movies and like a television show now. Um, So I don't I don't know. I think there's just there's some stuff that gets kind of like lost in communication for me, I think, from writers rooms and then like, you know, sets like this that seem very, very close uh, develop that kind of like bunker mentality almost. And they start, like, finding, like, a lot of significance in things that other people don't see significance in. And I think that this might be one of those those moments uh, for me. Because I didn't... I was just like, okay, this is a, a nice yeah. thing that's happening. But I didn't see it as the first hero yeah.
2: moment. It, it's interesting because it is, like... And this happens all the time, right? People read into things that aren't necessarily there and, like, you know, put their own glimmer on it. Welcome to uh,
0: WandaVision.
2: Right. Welcome to WandaVision. <laughs> but, like, I do think... I do think it's an interesting point and I again I don't know if this is this is what was the intent but it, it it could it could be like this is it's technically bucky's first superhero moment maybe because like Latanya's right he's done heroic stuff and i, I suppose if i'm going to overanalyze this in a way like he's done like his his heroic acts have all been in the in in the realm of like fighting a battle still right like a soldier fighting a battle mm-hmm. because like the two mm-hmm. times we've seen him post um, him being free is uh in Infinity War, and then the you know in the end of Endgame, both of which are were essentially soldiers fighting a battle. So there's something interesting there where he was still doing that aspect, and this is him, you know, uh, being like that first responder role. Like he's still fighting a battle here. Um, so like again, this is me now trying to like come up with that, and I think you know if you if you really dig, you'll find some gold there. But. <laughs> <laughs> You maybe, you know, need to analyze it a little bit more to see if that if that gold was real.
0: Literally no one has thought of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, on the note of Barkey, I know that we we talked a bit and there was a lot of discourse, right, about, like, why was the final title card not Captain America and the White Wolf? Apparently, we learned, according to Malcolm Spellman, the title change was entirely a Marvel decision, not a creative decision. Uh, Mark- Malcolm Spellman said, like, oh, I saw that for the first time and we were watching a cut of it, and I was like, oh... Oh, this is cool. Uh, all right. Well, this is a bit of a surprise. So I think, uh, like, you know, like Kevin said, there are many people to, like, apportion decisions good and bad to over the course of this. But I think when it came to that final title change, for one reason or another, Marvel decided in that moment, like, yeah, we'll go with Captain America, but we'll keep Bucky as a winter soldier for the time being.
3: They haven't explained the White Wolf thing ever. I get that it it's is- something that he's called in Wakanda. But that's the extent of the explanation.
1: I think it's because, like, he, when they thawed him out, he was so hungry, and he just like wolfed <laughs> down all of his food. Just ravenous! And, like, <laughs> look at him go.
0: With the Lucky Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Let's get to the five-pound python in the room, shall we? Here we go! Okay, yep, (laughs) I
1: had heard legends of this in my (laughs) time away wandering the world uh, while I I lived on the moon. uh, I heard that one Michael Bloom had revealed that he would eat a snake, much like Anthony Mackie eats a snake in Madripoor, if it turned out that the power broker was Sharon Carter. And I died laughing instantly because <laughs> it was like, but clearly she's the
3: power yeah. broker. We're all like, right, this I man... <laughs> this yeah. so is what and, happens when you disagree with me.
1: And I'm like, this man... Like, y- you're all fooled. You've all been fooled every last one. This man wants to eat a snake. This man wants to eat a snake. This man wants to get the tattoo. This man is an insane the person tattoo. who wants to put <laughs> Wait, his life... where did like, the tattoo come from? Oh, that's, that if you don't know about the tattoo, then... Yeah, you, I mean,
0: listen, uh, let, like, let this be known now. I am fervently a man of my word on this podcast. If I say I will do something in an event this occurs, is a man, I
1: will go through with it. This is a man who would like to mark his life. Via unwinnable bets uh, in in on the record fashion. Uh, so like when I heard this, I was like,
0: Mike,
1: Mike wants to eat a snake. Um, no,
0: I absolutely. This was legitimately for me. This was like so hopeful. Of like, we can't go down this path, <laughs> no, because it's so obvious. To bit, to bit. What did you learn about Hope, Mike? Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> the first two episodes were like so damn good specifically that I'm like, okay, this feels like it would definitely zig where we think we're zagging, right? So clearly, this is not the case. As minute by minute wore on in the final three episodes, I was realizing that the clock was ticking on when I would have to inevitably eat a snake indeed as josh talked about before sharon carter is the power broker and so the power broker and so here i am that might sound might like come gutturally out of me after i eat this uh oh my so i God. am indeed here to eat a snake <laughs> uh-huh. so what i have right now you know what actually so
1: much to say about that uh, i'm so um, excited. someone
0: I, I someone i know in the pusher recaps discord asked if we could get this on video so i'm gonna i'm gonna record myself here on my phone, doing it now as well. Yeah.
1: Also, though, we are re- literally recording video right now. We are literally in, uh, recording video. So, oh! <laughs> I'm going
0: to do this right now. Oh. But if you're a patron at Posture Recaps, you're going to be getting this exclusive video because we don't usually post the videos for these. No, things. we
1: don't. And by the way, if I may just interrupt and do like a mid episode commercial for the Posture Recaps Patron program, <laughs> hey, sign up, sign up. I haven't been here for a while, so I haven't had the chance to say the news here on everything is super. But like i'm i've i'm i'm coming back in a very big way i'm going all in full-time podcasting here post show recaps we want you along for the ride this is a very exciting time patreon.com slash post show recaps you sign up and you get the incredible moral victory of contributing to a thing that you love isn't that sweet isn't that delicious if you need further incentive then you get the power broker. I don't know. Uh, you get so many podcasts. <laughs> no one loves your, that. <laughs> yeah. You get so many podcasts in your patron feed. We release so much exclusive content for the patrons of Post Show Recaps. You can sign up at the Discord level. There's so many things. You'll get so many new friends. Oh my god. The friends you'll make. Uh, there's a really incredible community surrounding Post Show Recaps in the patron program. We want you there. Patreon.com slash Post Show Recaps. It's the start of the month. The other thing that you can apparently get by signing up at patreon.com slash recaps is a video of Mike Bloom eating a snake. And with that, yeah. Mike, I turn it back to you.
0: I don't know if this is an incentive or a disincentive. All right, I'm going to make myself, because if, we'll, if we'll use this video, I'll make myself big yeah. screen here. Okay. Uh, okay, so here's what I did. So I, I did my research. I tried to see what types of snake I could procure. Uh, the vast majority <laughs> of it didn't necessarily like, sell by the pound it was pretty much like okay you'd have to buy the whole snake if you want to eat it and i and i have demonstrable exactly i've been i just i i know certifiably if i had brought a whole entire snake's worth of meat into my house i would be kicked out of it immediately by my dear (laughs) wife right i want to i want to stay here all my stuff is here i don't want to be kicked out of my house if
1: i had brought home an entire (laughs) snake's worth of meat Hey, That's what I, 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 feel like, I feel like it's important to linger on that phrase for just a little while longer if I had brought home an entire snake's worth of meat
2: you also know there's just different sizes of snakes right like so like, you could have brought home the smallest amount of snake meat there, there was, was no pocket. no it was
0: it was all well I'm not gonna go out and get a garter snake Kevin what do I look like <laughs> Go to go hunting hunting for the drop it on the grill cook
2: it up no one would know yeah, no, no, no. if i had I
1: if i had brought home <laughs> an entire snake's worth of meat what an incredible <laughs> turn of phrase it's oh, very important than- that we just like you know Acknowledge that before we move yeah, on.
0: Maybe one day, if I make another bet that fails, I'll change my Twitter bio to an entire snake's <laughs> worth of meat.
1: Yeah, I mean, that is how I would describe Mike Bloom. He's not a snack, he's a snake's worth of meat.
0: Absolutely. An entire snake. And I will take that to the grave, which I might shortly be in after eating this. Uh, but this is a little
1: to- troubling that we may watch this happen on video. I'm very afraid so of what's going to happen for, when we you no, eat the snake. You're just enjoying,
3: me. like prolonging the process before he
0: has to eat the yeah. snake. No, oh, I it's really really me. I, have to, I have to monologue before I get. All right. So what, did, what did you? <laughs>
3: so
1: so uh, you know you could have like you could cheapo depoted your way out. You could be like I got gummy worms, you know? Right. No, no, no.
0: That's not that's not how I do it. I got Haribo
1: gummy worms, you know? you could. Have gone that route. It's probably what I would have done. Well, I'm, unlike Kevin, honest. who
0: insisted I go pure Cro-Magnon and like hunt the <laughs> snake myself, uh, I went. I went to the experts. I went to the Newport Jerky Company, and I got some Python, Python jerky. jerky. Okay, all right. of oh, I'm I'm jealous,
2: I, honestly. I want to try should that. Should I read
0: the ingredients out? Let's see. Uh, Python, of course. Uh, <laughs> oh. cherry- <laughs> <Python>. <laughs> what, if it was, what if
1: it was like, uh, Latani, what if it was like Mock Python, like they do, my like, Mock yeah, dog It's just
3: made out of
0: Satan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Let's yeah. see, we got wine. Satanic. Oh,
0: wine, okay. Maybe I'll get a little bit of a buzz off this thing. Uh, sugar and water, uh, vinegar, salt. Why did you say sugar
1: and water like that?
0: Sugar and water. What are you? Like Vincent D'Onofrio from Men in Black. Oh, sugar, <sighs> uh, sugar and water. Is that what he sugar says? Oh, sh- oh, he does say yeah, that. Yeah, was. The, totally the sugar sugar blood like sugar and water. Like that's what he. That's the only thing that he wants. And, but, uh, like,
1: but that came so quickly. Like, <gasps> do you when you think about sugar and water normally? Do you go to Vincent D'Onofrio and Men in Black?
0: I'm You're surprised right. nobody does else does. with you
2: no. every day in your like head because like you drink right. water that's and the you only, go... That's the only combination <laughs> where sugar and water have happened in a way that's Plus, memorable. Plus, maybe
0: I'm just manifesting it's that Kingpin should have showed up in the Falcon of the Winter Soldier as the power broker. The power so of of water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It uh, does contain soybeans and wheat. Luckily, I don't know where the wheat is coming from in this. Uh, all right. So I'm going to open this up. It's, so, a, it's a nice like, vac- vacuum sealed bag, so astronauts can take it to space with them. I suppose. Are you struggling to yeah, open it, freshies. or did
1: you like, pre-open it? Oh, he opened Ooh. it. He he took a big. Yeah, whiff. maybe
3: don't
0: put your oh, what Here, is in there.
1: I'll do the commentating. So he just, so Mike just uh, <laughs> put his entire face into the bag. Uh, and he sniffed it, and his facial oh, no, reaction was very similar to ours when he made his joke at the start of the podcast. That is a
3: snake's worth uh, of meat.
1: Mike has removed a huge hunk of snake jerky that he's now trimmed one tiny piece off, and it kind of looks like Florida is sort of the shape of the, of <laughs> the piece so of snake jerky. I think it's more so
0: California.
1: From from it Florida. kind of looks <laughs> like California. I would
0: say Floribama Shore. Yeah. Here we go. So yeah here's so canada here's florida uh-huh. i can do all the states if you need me to to uh, um, so. here's here's also a little bit of minutes before can we you this. i'm not
1: a, can you just like smell it like can you run it under your nose real quick like a mustache like a cigar i don't okay, know like so why I a mustache I definitely that's get not hints right of
0: teriyaki sauce like that's pretty much all i smell okay, on this yeah right now. so it's, it's got a, that shirt. it's
1: got that yucky on it okay
0: yeah it's and it might be yucky as well i'm admittedly not a big uh jerky person i may be a jerk but i'm not a jerky person so i'm not sure like if you're going to ask how it tastes, how I might describe it might be the taste of jerky altogether. <laughs> uh, so apologies mm. about that. I'm not a connoisseur.
1: Are but... you? Um, can you do us all a huge favor and like not chew directly into the microphone?
0: Okay, I will. I will pull the mic away. That, that's show, just I'll...
1: like, the the, like the, the the ASMR. Like it's just like that's going to sound really upsetting. Wait, don't
0: you mean ASMR? I yes. didn't. Oh no. Yes.
1: Yes. That's fine.
0: <laughs> but... <laughs> Can you do? Right, can you do edit it? that part
1: out? No, keep it. Just like do <laughs> us all a huge solid snake and not chew into the microphone because that's you know gonna that's gonna haunt us forever.
2: As a I, person I who likes ASMR, I, I will put the opposite request.
0: <laughs> can you chew? I will, directly? I will mute my mic and you can just do the. Well, don't your mute sort your, sort your mic. Just like
1: chew away. Just like arc your head away from the microphone.
0: All right, I will try that. Well, uh, Josh, I'm going to do a plug here. And I'm going to say down the hatch. Ah. Uh. Oh. here he goes here we go he's gonna
1: eat it he's he swallowed it whole no just kidding he just took it he took a he's trying he's to trying take to a, a take bite. bite it wow. does not seem to be biting He is like <laughs> trying to leverage his head in a way where he cannot oh like God. chew off a piece oh this is terrifying this is, his face this is, is, this is getting is, red okay. he got it he got <laughs> he it got it's got it. like he just like tried to like bite the head off of a snake his face is kind of scrunched up now it seems like he's transitioning to the point where like maybe he kind of doesn't hate it but he doesn't love it his face is sort of like uh yeah now he there's like a serenity that has washed over mike bloom yeah, he looks <laughs> He looks okay. He looks all right. He looks like yeah, he's it, on the other side of this. He's fine.
0: It tastes like nothing. Uh, yeah. it, tastes, it tastes like, like d- really, 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 really dry meat. It looked tough. Sauce. It looked very that tough. Is mm-hmm. That is jerky. You have to That is jerky. That's yeah. what a jerky is.
1: Yeah. It looks right. tough. It looked tough. He's continuing to chew because it seems like he probably did I going mean, to be chewing
0: through this for the next, like, entirety of the podcast. Yeah, yeah you Great.
1: could spit it out into a Kleenex if you no, needed to. No, I just to. swallowed some. Okay. Okay. okay, all right. Well, there all you right. go. There we go. I some snake. Yeah, Mike Bloom made a snake. We watched it happen. I'm really glad that I came back to the podcast in time for this. I would have been very upset to uh, to miss that. Uh, drinking some water now to wash it down. A uh, new water bottle I see, Mike
2: Bloom. That's uh, my snake-eating water bottle yeah, specifically. He's, I got yeah, it for the occasion. For the you occasion. order
0: the jerky, you get
2: a water bottle with it. It's a limit, It was a limited deal. Thank, but, you yeah, know. Thank
0: you, Newport Jerky Company, for the request. Uh, I will say it's not particularly for me, but if you're a jerky person, this is certainly one type of it. So check
2: it out. If you're in the way, Mike, stink? if if you uh, if you don't want the rest of it, uh, just send it over to my place. I kind of want to try it. Oh my it, God, so. Kevin, get your own Kevin, jerky. Oh Venmo you, I will Kevin, Venmo you some money. Just send it over. I'm gonna Kevin, I'm gonna eat the rest you're of the snake. Going
1: to, you're going to and now you're going to pay money. <laughs> well, he spent for Mike, money on it. I don't want to just. Kevin, take you're it from going him. to you're going to pay money for Mike Bloom to send jerky across the country that he has
3: already <laughs> opened? Yeah. Not just any jerky. Snake, snake python journey. jerky.
1: An entire python? snake's worth of meat. A snake's worth, worth of, meat.
3: of meat, if you will. Kevin,
1: you're gonna pay for that? For the, gonna, opened, my, for the opened bag of bag. I don't want it food. to go to
2: waste, and I feel like food? money's travel the, so, to To travel
1: know. across the country in these times! <laughs> these times. Oh no!
2: Well, if we can't trust the mail. What can't? <laughs> Not trust. in this economy. <laughs> exactly.
3: <laughs> what are? Oh, God. Oh my God! What's happened
2: here?
0: <laughs> loveliness. Oh yeah, oh, I mean, loveliness. You know,
3: for those of you who were tuning in to hear that, congratulations.
2: Oh no! It's coming, back
0: up. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, it's coming back up. Oh no! Stop it! Stop <laughs> it! Stop. No, just a, just it's nothing. I'm fine. <laughs> i
1: mike are you okay are you all right
0: yeah i'm positively <laughs> satisfactory i'm, I'm, I'm absolutely hunky dory totally cool are you are you are you actually okay no i'm fine okay, okay. I'm you're okay. fine okay i a momentary bored. bout of indigestion but i we, we sally forward we're we're totally good uh, we're sure sadly forward, forward finish our coverage the- of the falcon and <laughs> the winter soldier on that by the way there's so much other stuff we could talk about uh i know there's you know john walker sam wilson bucky barnes all appear in, in some other aspects So it's almost like we could put a pin in it as well because we know that cap 4 is in development though i think malcolm spellman's like oh uh, I, I can't say anything at the moment so i won't actually you know deny great, my- uh
1: there's a great video from yahoo with kevin palawi uh who interviewed malcolm spellman and he like, he does like the great like journalism thing of like, so great. We've heard about Captain America four. So can you tell us all about it? like knowing that you're not going to get the, the answer. Yeah. Uh, and like Malcolm's villain, just like not only doesn't take the bait, but like, uh, like refuses to take the bait in like the most entertaining way where he, he says to Kevin, he goes, kevin i like you (laughs) but uh it's a really really funny video uh if you want to uh uh track uh kevin palawi down on on twitter and and see what he what he did but yeah like he's like in very like entertainingly just being like what do you think i'm gonna do like tell you all about captain america 4 that marvel.com hasn't even posted about like you know like seriously you know we're not gonna do this
2: for for one of them to just make it up like just straight face make up a fake plot (laughs) And just tell the, the interviewer like, oh, yeah, and, and just let 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 them see if they run it.
0: And, you know, well, because like, we we, we got like, there. We've got nearly got there with the whole uh, the whole Paul Bettany stuff. Right. Well, that's
2: I mean, like, that's a joke. I mean, legit, when someone asks, like, interview, because like Josh said, this always happens as if they will spill the beans. I would love someone to almost like just make up an entire plot and have them print and run it. And, like, because what else are they going to do? They ask, you know, ask silly questions, get silly answers, I suppose. At least with Paul Bettany, he was making a, you know, like a joke about the, the acting with himself. This is like making up a plot to a movie that obviously has just been announced as an early, early development. Anyway.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, we're going to look forward to these characters. That And actually hearing that story, Josh, I don't know. I, I really, really liked Malcolm Spellman, especially being brought into the MCU. I know that, as we've talked about, I think maybe some of the choices that they were made... That they made over the course of this whether purposely or not were not great uh, and didn't pan out necessarily well but i do believe what he has brought to the mcu again specifically from that thematic standpoint was really awesome to watch i i I think the isaiah bradley and sam wilson stuff is some of the strongest content we maybe have seen uh in the mcu and so that makes me excited for just him as a as a creator within here and so i'm happy it's not going to be his his last time and i guess for all we know he might become like the captain america guy moving forward right So sort of taking that mantle from the rousseau's mm-hmm. and that's that's certainly a really interesting mantle for him to hold
1: i like that you said the rousseau's like uh danielle i
0: like danielle. exactly i'm so sorry i'm so sorry well okay. uh let's let's move on here from the falcon and the winter Ruining soldier listen for kevin I'm, I'm, and yeah, unless there's anything else Lost that definitely AMS- want to ASMR
2: is a real real problem for me. I don't know which way I fall on that.
0: That's like pulling me in so I know, it really, it's, it's perfectly balanced, as all things should be, uh, in Kevin's book. <laughs> but let's, let's keep going with Everything is Super here, because while Falcon and the Winter Soldier may be over, this podcast certainly isn't. Of course, we've got Loki coming up in, what, May? June 11th. June, June, 11th, June
1: 11th is when Loki shows up. That and is so uh, that data steered into my brain like Dirk Diggler's name bursting on in blue neon.
0: <laughs> and so if you're looking at your calendar, you might realize it is not June 11th. And in fact, it's not June. The question is, how is everything is super going to fill th- the time between the next big MCU TV project? And for that big announcement, I will leave it to Josh Wiggler and Kevin Mahadeo.
1: Hey, Kevin.
2: Hey, Josh.
0: Kevin
1: I've missed you so much oh my gosh It has oh, been a man. long
2: time We were talking to each other weekly for a year straight And then for like Six weeks we didn't And it was Yeah
1: it didn't feel good it fun. felt bad It yeah. felt actively it felt actively bad I don't know what's uh, going on in your
2: life anymore I yeah, well, feel like I, I don't... barely know you
1: I don't know you. You're like, you could be the power broker. You could be the power broker.
2: <laughs> so many things could have
1: changed between the last, these, six, these last six weeks. Or I really mean, didn't... six
2: weeks, six months, about the same time it would have taken it's Sharon about, to do know, it. Six, so, like, you know, you like, know I could have uh, become the power broker in that time period. Why not?
1: <laughs> so I've, mi- I've missed you, Kevin. I've missed you, dear Everything is Super listeners. So I'm back. The power broker's back. I'm not, I gotta get rid of that. Oh, that's not gonna <laughs> stick. That's not It's gonna that, stick. It shouldn't stay. Uh <laughs> I I'm I'm back. The power the power broke is back. Uh I'm coming back to the podcast and because we've got some time before the next MCU thing, these are sort of like the moments where you get your uh brief foray into Wonder Woman for instance. Um The Spider-Man movies. Yeah, we have an opportunity here. To um, to cover something that we probably wouldn't normally cover because it's not you know tied to any sort of release date. There isn't a thing that's coming up, but what there is is a period of four weeks before we have to start getting back into like Loki mode. Because I'm sure we'll do like a Loki preview show. There's four weeks of unoccupied space, and we could have used this time to like do um, Invincible. For example, on Amazon, which I know, Kevin, you and I have talked lightly. Um, about doing this, and I, if, if you're cool with it, I'll just say we're gonna do this. I um, think we're
2: cool with it because I would love to I would love to do what we were talking about,
1: yes. Uh, so, so if you haven't watched Invincible on Amazon uh, or if you have and you were like, where's the podcast about it? Well, we didn't do one and we're not going to do like a weekly thing. The show is over. Amazon's Invincible has finished its first season. It's been renewed for seasons two and three. Kevin and I both watched it. Kevin and I both loved it. For the patrons of Post Show Recaps, we are going to do a one-off podcast. Podcast, an Ooh, everything is super oh. bonus podcast about Invincible for the patron feed. So, another incentive patreon.com slash post show recaps. If you've been enjoying Invincible, we're going to do a one off on Invincible, but that's not what we're going to uh, plug in these four weeks. What we are going to plug in for these four weeks is um, not the only word on this character, but this version of the character extended across four different movies. I'm not counting the fifth one that this uh, actor was not in, uh, even if it's supposed to take place in that universe. And I'm really hyped about it because it's going to be an opportunity for me to come back to the podcast kind of slowly, because I'm sure I'm going to get like five words in edgewise. And I'm actually genuinely (laughs) happy about that, um, where it's going to really be a platform for my longtime companion in in superheroic podcasting kevin mahadeo to wax poetic about his favorite superhero of all time this podcast is called everything is super it was inevitable kevin that this podcast would one day if only briefly become everything is superman
2: that's right my time has come uh i'm really excited about this we talked about it uh christopher reeve yes, right, superman original, movies all four, movies. four
1: christopher reeve superman movies over the course of the next four weeks christopher reeve superman and it's, it's gonna happening be a journey because
2: if i understand it like josh you you have seen i think um you've seen, most seen them of all these. You, i've seen i've seen remember. them all but i don't
1: know them obsessively i don't know them in like insane detail uh, I b- have like the biggest like sense memory association, actually, with I think it's the quest for peace, right? Is Superman four? Oh, that's four. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Yes, it is. And that's <laughs> n- is that nuclear <laughs> man? <laughs> yeah. Destroy Superman. Yes. Uh, that, uh, <laughs> I believe I, oh, that's man, the so film where saying. I
1: learned the phrase no pain, no gain.
2: Really? No. Yeah, I'm pretty wow. sure
1: that's where I learned what no pain, no gain is.
2: Is that, is that, well now I'm like, is that the one where you said, I think he might say that in two actually after the encounter with the, uh, with the it's guy in, Super, in, the in, in one of these Superman yeah. movies. Sorry. Maybe it's yeah, repeated in every
0: even numbered Superman movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Star Trek of Superman films.
2: Um, but yeah, it's, I'm so pumped about this. I'm so excited to talk about these movies. Um, we're doing, you know, the the original Fortress Free ones. It seemed the perfect spot to fit this into. For anyone listening who is a huge Superman fan and very familiar with these films, just to set up what we're doing specifically, because some of you might be like, but there's more than just the, the four. Technically, yes, but the way we're doing it, original cuts of all four of them. I will be talking about the extended version of Superman the movie. Um, so I, I will be watching both and then talking about the differences between them. And I will talk about the Donner Cut, but we're going into for Superman 2. The Richard Lester version is what we're going to be talking about mainly, and I will discuss the Donner version. So these movies and, and uh, extra cuts will be talked about, um, and I'm really pumped to talk about the character as a whole. Talk- excited to talk about this version of the character. Um, for me, Chris Reeve is like the definitive iconic version in how he portrays it. The movies are going to be an interesting discussion as a whole, but like him as Superman is just so perfect to me, and I'm really pumped about diving into that, talking about the comics for a little bit um yeah and it's gonna be great to talk about this with josh especially getting to superman three and four boy oh boy those going to be fun conversations because uh it's 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 gonna be a ride it's gonna be a ride <laughs> yes
1: yeah, so that's what we're doing everything is mm-hmm. superman is is happening i'm i'm pretty hyped about it. as as a wee tot as a young lad uh as a as, as a small boy I used to uh, change in and out of a Superman costume like every five minutes.
2: Yeah, I do believe we have photographic well, evidence. yes of picks, that. it did yeah. happen. We all saw them. Uh, if yeah. you had joined the, the Patreon, at the ten dollar <laughs> level at the Discord level, you would have seen the pics to see that this in fact did happen.
1: So it's not like a character that I know like extraordinarily well, but it's obviously a character that I have like very early fondness for. Uh, and like I, I think about Superman and I, and especially Christopher Reeve, and I think about my childhood. So I'm, I'm pumped i think it'll be it'll be really 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 fun so yeah that's the that's the plan we're gonna Mm -hmm. do everything as superman
0: well not only that i do believe that in terms of of legacy because i know that we talk a lot about how the mcu has changed modern superhero films but i do believe that some people consider like the 1978 superman to be one of the og quote-unquote modern superhero films as well so you're almost like going back to the first step on that evolutionary chart to see how the DNA comes through today as well, forty years later.
2: Yeah, I mean that movie kickstarted a lot, like superheroes in in the film space. It, there was, you know, there was obviously the TV show that existed, and there were uh, one off stuff that was done, but like really, that took uh, superhero films into the modern era and really kickstarted the whole thing. Without that, there was no Batman, and without no Batman, there's very little else, <laughs> you know, uh, superheroes as a genre existing in in a way like that. Um, wouldn't be around if not for Superman, the movie, and subsequently the Batman, uh, the movie. Obviously, there's the Adam West series, but that was a very different tone and vibe. Mm-hmm. And I think that, uh, this really showed superheroes as not a like just purely comedic children's, uh, program, but as something that could be treated, uh, with a little bit of, uh, grounded adultness.
0: Mm. LT, any thoughts about where everything is super is going next for the interlude? Very
3: excited to hear these two talk about Superman. I know especially that it's a a character that Kevin adores. So it's going to be really nice to hear Kevin gush for like four podcasts um <laughs> about his favorite character in the world. Oh, gosh. And, oh, gosh. Um And also, it'll be really interesting to see how you all weave in the actual life of Christopher Reeve as well. Yeah. Because there's, I know I remember viscerally, like when, uh where i was like when i found out about his accident initially uh riding a horse and the you know the accident that would eventually you know lead to the end of his life and he was just such a huge figure in my household so yeah um i'm really excited to hear you all talk about it
1: he was a yeah. force he was like a yeah. he was like a you know uh iconic like utterly just iconic to- yeah
2: yeah, and yeah. I'm excited to talk about that, too, because he's he's a phenomenal actor, and there's other stuff that I I do want to talk about with him as well, and just so very handsome, and of course, there's uh, his, <laughs> I mean, the, those eyes, uh, the haircut. and, uh, you know, and uh, th- th- there's stuff with Robin Williams, of course, and that connection there, and there, there's a lot in there about him as a person in his life that's just incredible, um, and I'm really pumped to go through all of it, uh, as much as I can, <laughs> without making each podcast be four hours long.
0: I'm yeah. see I mean, the challenge we got some time to fill. Uh, i't I, is there because I'm not terribly familiar with the Superman film, so i'm I'm grateful for this series as well. Is there like a consensus, best Superman film? Superman probably two, two, right? Two yeah, two and that's and that's the one with General Zod Neil before yeah. Zod yes. that is yeah. the one
2: with, with general Zod. It, I think um, I think it is the best one. Uh, i'm I'm very excited to talk about this. I, I I have most of these films memorized, um, and i've I've re them all periodically. Uh, But I'm excited to go into it and, and really delve into it. If I'm trying to do what I normally do and car- compartmentalize parts of myself, because it's really hard to do that with these films, but like look in them from other perspectives as well. Because I do think the, the the movies aren't without their flaws and are very much movies of their time. But I think there's some stuff that does really well. Superman two does extremely well, especially compared. To modern day, and I do think some of that will come up. Comparing Superman two to Man of Steel is going to be inevitable because he is fighting Zod in both of them.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, but we're not going to we're not going to like watch those movies. I I feel like someday Snyderverse stuff could happen. It's not here. This isn't yeah. it. This is this is Christopher Reeve Superman. We're not watching Superman Returns. I'm not that interested. <laughs> I'm not I've that also interested. rewatched
2: that uh, relatively recently. Interesting for, discussions for another day.
1: For two very time. big reasons, I have no interest in reevaluating that film, um, mm-hmm. and also it doesn't fit with. It's not Christopher Reeve. No offense, Brandon Rath. You seem great.
0: Yeah, Seems he's great. great. I'm watching the Arrowverse right now. He's great as the Adam. He's very funny as Ray Palmer.
2: I love him. Like I love. What I like Brandon Rath a lot. Obviously, there's there's a huge <laughs> treason not to do Superman: Return to the mm-hmm. just because Christopher Reeve ain't in it oh boy oh boy it's because someone else is in that movie um and uh brandon routh is so great in the arrowverse but there is a specific moment especially you know where he gets to don the superman outfit again and it's just so incredible like you know since we won't really be talking about him in 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 the pot in the other podcast i will say like brandon routh given Reigns to do Superman in a way that wasn't so hearkening back to the Christopher Reeve stuff would have been, I think an incredible Superman seeing him in the Arrowverse when he does it. You're just like, Oh my God, like the Superman that could have been is really phenomenal and fantastic. And I really, really wish he, he got to, to fly in a way that he was unfortunately unable to, um, with that particular film.
0: So we move from uh, one high flyer to another from Sam Wilson to uh, to clark kent uh aka superman as everything in super is going to go into the into the first four superman films again over the next four weeks uh are they streaming anywhere do we know how can people check these out
2: I think hbo max they come and go the batman mm-hmm. films the superman films but i believe they are all with a subscription yeah on with, the subscription, max, with a subscription i believe it's hbo
1: max
0: Okay, so be sure to to check that out and then uh, check back with Josh and Kevin every week as they cover it. Uh, You want you want them to send in feedback as well? No ratings, though, I'm assuming. No,
1: no ratings, but feedback for sure. Super at PostShowRecaps.com should be very easy to remember this time around. Super at PostShowRecaps.com. Or if you are in uh, the Discord, you can let us know in the Everything is Super channel. You can also email me directly, Josh at PostShowRecaps.com, should you choose it um but yeah well we would definitely love feedback that would be a great way to to help fuel the conversations that we're going to have over the next few weeks
2: yeah send your questions too I, i'm obviously really excited to talk about it if you have any particular questions any any anything you want to know recommendations by all means
1: and, uh, I, and I do think that like this can be like you know sort of like a superman zone beyond the movies for these next four weeks so like if you've got like general superman questions um, general zod superman questions. i know I, I gave myself a pause so that you could say that because uh, it came you. to my mind too and we share <laughs> a brain uh that if you've got those questions like if you've got questions about comic books or if you've got questions about um like animated versions of superman or even if you've got questions about like Henry Cavill Superman stuff like this this is definitely a, a spot where we can talk about Superman we've got four weeks basically to talk about the character with the Christopher Reeve films as like the central focus so uh, feel free to, to to open up beyond um, the Reeve films if those are where your inquiries are taking you this will be a know really... what
2: all the different colored kryptonites do? <laughs> oh I do but well, we will also talk about isn't that? he be allergic
1: be to magic
2: allergic is a strong term but yes like <laughs> magic is his and this is this will be a fun thing right because like this is stuff i'm excited to get into because everyone's just like oh superman's only weak against like magic or uh, weak against kryptonite it's like no he's actually got a couple of things that that, that don't work well for a magic being one of them he can do nothing against magic if you have like a magical sword it can cut him which wonder woman has done before um so like there's a lot of stuff in here that i'm gonna be fun to dive into and talk about with this character
1: yeah,
0: But if you are someone who's like, uh, ah, Marvel only, get this DC talk out of here. Everything is Super will be back uh, early June. As Josh mentioned before, there will definitely be a Loki preview podcast that will get into anything about that show. Which, speaking of the Arrowverse, uh, at least from my perspective, it seems like we're getting into marvel's versions of legends of tomorrow which seems incredibly exciting so i cannot wait to watch i can't wait to listen to you guys take on loki as well that should be coming back with weekly recaps as well but this is going to be a very fun interlude into uh everything superman at least early superman before getting into loki and then who knows from there i don't think any of the other uh series have been announced for the rest of 2021 i know hawkeye i think just finished looks like it so I don't know if they're going to segue... What If is obviously in the can. Ms. Marvel so
1: is filming. She-Hulk yeah. is filming. So are forget they're- the
0: movies, right? We got Black
2: Widow coming up. There's, there's, right, uh, but there's yeah, certainly a lot. We talked about the
0: Shang-Chi trailer last week. So yeah, there's there's a lot that's still going to keep going. And everything is Super is going to keep going as well. But we're going to stop this particular thing. Uh, I just want to thank you all for for having me on this. I know I, I was the, the resident newbie, the John Walker, if you will, to serve saunter in and, and take the, the Josh Wiggler shield and be like, No! Uh, hopefully I can fit in here hopefully I fit in you better agree. than John Walker but that's you a low agree. bar to click you ate a snake
2: we like you because you <laughs> did well not because of one act apparently that was another annoyance in the post uh, post yeah, uh, okay, yeah. world that, to yada, yada yada
0: a little bit uh, Carrie Scoglin basically did an interview where the poll quote was a little uh, misinterpreted she basically said like oh we're supposed to like John Walker by the end but I think she, she more so meant there were complicated feelings around him, but we walked away with a positive feeling about him at the end. Which your mileage may vary. I still think we got five incredibly good episodes out of the character, uh, and that's one of the, the many things that I will add to a list of positives. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, including getting to do this podcast. So I'm I'm really excited as to what you all have got next coming up for everything is super. But speaking of of what's next, uh, Kevin, what do you have going on in the pod space besides what you just announced? And uh, how can people follow you on social media?
2: Yeah, so you can follow me at Kev Mahadeo on Twitter. Check out my website, TheMahadMan.com. Needs to be updating that. Life is busy. But um, beyond that, we, of course, have what we just plugged. We are going to do the Everything is Super Invincible special for um, the patrons. And along with other stuff for patrons, uh, I am doing the Mighty Ducks Game Changers podcast with a patron member and fellow podcaster, Melissa Woodward. Uh, where we are recapping each episode of the Mighty Ducks. I haven't watched this week yet. I'm about to after this so we can record. I know a huge thing happens. I'm really excited about. And if you're interested in this podcast, um, you can actually check out by the time this is up. The first episode of the Mighty Ducks Game Changers podcast is going to be available to everyone and the public to check out. And if you like it, I highly encourage you to continue and uh, sign up for the $5 level. Now is a perfect time to do that where you will get access the rest of the episodes the first episode is us talking about the movies so you, you know you won't you won't be completely lost here but really great deep dive into those uh films and our memories and experience with them um and then beyond that there may be some other stuff coming up that uh i don't want to spoil yet but uh got some got some plans and and thoughts in the works for for more goodness uh, coming in. Josh is sharing right, his no, because he thinks please, he knows no, no
0: toys being released of what Kevin's about to do. We don't please. want things particularly spoiled. I'm biting my uh,
1: tongue pretty hard right La- La-Tanya now.
0: Latonya Starks, what do you have going on?
3: Uh, well, first of all, I just want to thank everyone for listening and thank you all for having me on this uh, this show. I really enjoyed getting to talk about I'm just going to say it, Black Captain America. <laughs> don't, I, like, I, that, was, that was really cool and I get to memorialize this moment in pop culture history, uh, having shared it with you all. And so that makes me very happy. Um, right now I am, uh, over at RHAP doing the Top Chef podcast with Haley and Kurt so far. Um, I'm sure we're going to have like more people on, um, in the near future. So look out for that. Um, and I think I wanted to be
0: on an episode of, uh, the Pose post show
3: recaps um, Ooh, yes. show.
0: Another great patron perk is we've got Brooklyn Zed and Grace covering uh, the upcoming season of post final season of final season.
1: Yeah. Just, just launched as of uh, the time this podcast is dropping. There's a preview show that's up in the patron feed as well as uh, coming this week. um, The coverage of the first episode of the final season, which has already aired as the time this podcast is coming out.
3: Mm -hmm. So exciting stuff. And then find me on Twitter at L.K. Starks, where I'll probably be having an argument with Chappelle about
0: something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Incred- I, lo- I love your dynamic. It's, it happens. It's really fantastic. It just One happens all the time. He just it mentions happens. me on Twitter, like I'm going to not
3: say something.
2: It happens. <laughs> <Fun>. <laughs> uh,
0: and, uh, Josh, you've got nothing going on, right? Nope.
3: <laughs> I don't. Uh,
1: I'm just like, you know, just hanging out, doing nothing. Uh, no, we got a lot going on here on Post Show Recaps. There's so much! Wait, so,
0: so now the Power Brokers become like Cajun at the end of it. We got a lot going, going on here. We going on <laughs> on Post Show Recaps. He's Damn it a <laughs> bit. Oh, no. I'll fix this boat, Sarah. The Power Broker's here. Just to make them crawl for ants. Yeah,
1: Everything is more money. The worst part
2: is, that's actually Bucky. He is uh, somehow taken out of <laughs> the accent like Madonna in Britain, where you're like, what is what is this? What is this accent you all of a sudden have? Um, have to, if you
3: marry a British person, you have to get a British accent. Yeah, it's, it's just, just true. true. That
1: is, is part I of the marriage. In the bylaws. Um yeah we've got so much happening uh, we've mentioned a lot of like the patron stuff but there's so much that's just on post show recaps that you can absolutely just listen to right now um, whether it's down the hatch with me and Bloom every week we are getting close to season five we have like a bonus show that's coming out uh, that's totally ridiculous that I I can't take the time right now to like no. really tell you about no, just it's, listen it's, to it or don't And uh, please, don't,
0: please <laughs> don't judge us as people based on the actions we may or may not do in the podcast <laughs> well you can't if you, you think- people will judge you on <laughs>
3: not
1: any
0: of the no that's like- yeah, yeah that ship has sailed due to the snake eating i think yeah. a long time
1: ago uh but down the hatch is about to move into the time travel season the only one that kevin actually likes so that's Probably cool yeah true so yeah. uh but that's, but <laughs> that's, that's coming it. up we're really happy about that that's gonna be super super fun um we have uh the final fantasy podcast is still happening it's myself and brooklyn zed we're currently in final fantasy eight um i just stopped i just stopped myself from uh, a light final fantasy eight spoiler in case Zed is listening to this but there mm-hmm. was a through line that i ignored uh which may have spoiled the thing uh by me uh, articulating my thought process uh community building <laughs> is still carrying forward we just had a really fun episode this past week the jack black episode uh which destroyed me i was so happy oh my gosh uh poor absolutely buddy. unbelievable <laughs> poor buddy indeed um <laughs> just so many things um some star wars podcasting as well brendan fitzpatrick and i talking about the bad batch um at least sporadically I hope not sporadically this month uh, uh is really? happening post show recaps theater in the patron feed where it's myself and emily fox talking to rotating guests about movies every single week um and something that i can't announce yet but is going to be great uh so a lot happening a ton happening post recaps is lit right now this is a cool thing to say right yep. yeah
0: very cool. Uh, <laughs> everyone who the uses the flag thing. smashers app uh, is, uh, they're all saying they're lit they're doing tiktok dances yeah uh, that's what we're doing over at, yes. at recaps. yeah if yes. you watch assembled you. for
3: any reason do it to watch mackie yell yolo
0: because yeah. he thinks this is 10 years ago. That's so yeah. there's, and there's so much he's fantastic. He's doing his best like, LT. He's, there's,
2: he's there's, over there's 40. Come There's some come fantastic
0: on. behind the scenes <laughs> stuff of like seeing Mackie and Sebastian stand interact with each other. And it really is like their rapport. If you've never seen them do interviews together, oh, so please good. check it out. Because they're just mm-hmm. so... I mean, that's the basis behind the, this entire program was that and it really it's 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 absolutely palpable and it's, it's incredible so use that if you want to fill the time between marvel projects uh josh mentioned the stuff we're doing with down the hatch we also have in the patron only feed of uh, the wiggle bloom which is like the thing we do every time uh the moon comes back to uh its its previous day like every four to five weeks or so so we've got one coming up i think in a couple weeks what? yeah so- i was at the
1: edge of my seat like where's he taking that
0: well, I think the moon, like every month or so, like it completes a rotation or whatever you have. You mean right? when it's it in the seventh changes. house and in Jupiter aligns with Mars? Exactly. This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. And here we are dancing under the maypole uh, to provide you some podcast content. So we've got that going on. Of course, on the main feed, we've got the Bloom Files where myself and Angela Bloom just watched two incredibly freaky episodes on uh, namely Home, which was the infamous episode of the X-Files that only aired once in prime time uh, with a MA rating so, if you want to hear my reactions to that, check that out. Also, uh, if you are a patron of Post Show Recaps and you are jonesing for some Brand Steel content, we do periodic Brand Steels involving casts of fictional characters cast by the patrons. And I am going to be writing this most recent season. Uh, the king of Brant Steel, as I have been coined, has come home to sit on his throne in a manner of speaking. So, if you want to see how I write up a season of Brand Steel in all its ridiculousness, if that's incentive as well, again, become a patron. And uh, like LaTanya, I'm over on RHAP as well. I've done some coverage of The Circle. I'll be appearing on a Big Brother Canada podcast. But my mainstay for the next little while is going to be Survivor South Africa, which is going to be premiering in early June. Shannon, and Gus and I, at the time this is being released, the cast will have dropped. And so we are starting to release our interviews with the contestants, which are a lot of fun. So if you're looking to get into Survivor, if you're missing U.S. Survivor, International Survivor is where it is at in so many ways. And we've got that to fill your time over the course of the summer but we have so much going on in, just in general here but even just between the four of us in addition to all of our lovely podcasters uh, i don't know how much time we can make to listen to all this great content but we are so grateful for those of you that do and especially listening to this podcast uh, i know this was a show that dealt with a lot of complicated issues uh, necessarily so and so I, I really do appreciate everyone's candor everyone's kindness uh towards the both the material and and us as well as content creators like it it really does mean the world uh as we talked to the show as LT said having a really fun time but also talking through some very weighty issues and so everything is super is going to keep flying as they get into Kevin and Josh Going into original Superman, 1978 Superman, now streaming on HBO Max. They'll get into it again, super at poshorecaps.com. You can also let us know your thoughts about Falcon and the Winter Soldier and what's to come at Kev Mahadeo, at LK Starks, at Round Howard, at a Mike Bloom type, or of course at Post Show Recaps. But that's gonna do it here for everything is Falcon Great. And I'm feeling pretty Falcon Great, even though I now have Snake in my tummy. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what's to come yeah, next with sit everything. go on a different
2: throne later, huh?
0: Oh, oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> a perfect way to end the podcast, I no. say. Uh, thank you all <laughs> so much for listening. Next week, we start Superman. Until then, dismissed.